Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series, where we'll be discussing rule of law in Central and Eastern Europe. I'm Paul Gamble, Head of Emerging Europe Sovereigns at Fitch, and today I'm joined by Arvind Ramakrishnan, Director in the Emerging Europe team and the lead analyst on Hungary, Poland, Czech Republic and Slovakia. Arvind, rule of law is attracting a lot of attention in the region. What is meant by rule of law and why has it become an issue in Central and Eastern Europe? Thank you, Paul. Well, the rule of law is set out as a core value for all member states in Article 2 of the Treaty on the European Union, although it is not explicitly defined in the treaty. It is helpful to look at the key rule of law principles specified by the EU, which are legality, legal certainty, effective judicial protection and review, separation of powers and equality before the law. Underpinning these principles are independent institutions, an active civil society, and a free and pluralistic media. While measuring the rule of law is complex and inexact, Fitch relies on the rule of law index of the World Bank's worldwide governance indicators as a useful quantitative measure of the rule of law that is methodologically transparent and consistent across countries. The rule of law has been a contentious issue in the EU in recent years. This reflects concerns over the potential undermining of institutions and erosion of independent checks and balances in some member states, as well as the lack of an effective sanctioning system. These concerns are most pronounced in the Central and Eastern European region, particularly Hungary and Poland. To a lesser extent, governance standards in Bulgaria and Romania have also attracted scrutiny. In general, The institutions perceived to be most at risk in the CEE region are the judiciary, notably in Poland and Hungary, anti-corruption agencies, for instance in Romania, and other official or watchdog organizations, for example prosecutors' offices in Hungary. Broadly speaking, the countries at the centers of these conflicts have governments that want to be seen as sufficiently independent of the EU or appeal to nationalistic political tendencies domestically even though public support for EU membership tends to be high in these countries. Where do countries in the region stand on rule of law issues? Well, the CEE countries in the EU are quite divergent when it comes to rule of law trends, especially in recent years. In general, rule of law rankings as measured by the worldwide governance indicators have been on a gradual upward trend over the past 15 years. The pace of improvement has broadly slowed since 2015, and in Poland, it has recorded a particularly sharp drop. In Poland, there have been significant tensions over the rule of law with the European Union, and the decline in the indicators broadly coincide with the rule of governments led by the incumbent Law and Justice, or the Peace Party. Rule of law scores align fairly well to rating peer groups for most countries in the region. In general, CEE countries in the A rating category rank below their peer medians for the rule of law, while those in the triple B category are above it. Rule of law in the Czech Republic, which along with Estonia is the highest rated country in emerging Europe, is below the AA rating category median. Based on the latest worldwide governance indicators for the rule of law, the country in the region with the highest percentile score is Estonia, which is in the 87th percentile, while the country with the lowest score is Bulgaria, which is in the 55th percentile. Are rule of law concerns affecting economic performance? Fitch has not identified evidence that rule of law concerns have driven investor flows or indeed economic growth in the EU countries in the CEE region, 
We carried out several regressions on the rule of law indicator as well as changes in the governance indicators against economic growth and foreign direct investment inflows. We found very weak statistical significance of governance indicators, including the rule of law indicator, in terms of their statistical relationship with economic growth and net FDI. Our statistical tests also do not offer direct evidence on causality or indeed reverse causality between rule of law and economic growth. It's worth pointing out that growth in the EU CEE countries can be highly cyclical, especially given the reliance on investment funds from the EU budgets. This makes it difficult to draw a direct link between rule of law, which does not tend to follow economic cycles, and economic performance based on historic data. The same can be said for FDI flows, which are typically affected by a variety of factors, including investment opportunities, local regulations, competitiveness, availability of labor and technology, and infrastructure, among other factors. Our statistical analysis has not identified any significant relationship between the rule of law and FDI in CEE countries in the EU. That being said, legal certainty and the rule of law are certainly considerations for most investors, and hence a change in investor sentiment due to perceptions around the rule of law cannot be ruled out going forward. Could financial sanctions affect policy towards rule of law in the region? Well, the answer to this question is not straightforward. From a legal perspective, the European Commission does have the right to impose various kinds of financial sanctions when it comes to disbursement of funds, such as withholding or clawing back approved or disbursed payments under the common budget to a member state which is found in breach of its rule of law commitments. Most CEE countries in the EU are heavily reliant on EU structural funds for investment. The prospect of financial sanctions would therefore likely cause these countries to take some remedial action to at least delay the negative impact of any measures by the EU. Indeed, we think this is probably the key reason Poland and Hungary backed down on their threats to veto the next generation EU or the NGEU funds agreement, albeit after winning some concessions back in December 2020. In fact, NGEU funding will be crucial for these countries to help mitigate long-term scarring effects from the crisis. At present, Hungary and Poland are the countries where tensions with the EU are heightened. In the case of Hungary, there is an open investigation under the so-called Article 7 procedure over alleged breaches of the EU's founding values. For Poland, the situation appears more serious, with the European Commission not only opening an Article 7 procedure against it, over the rule of law breaches in 2017, but in March of this year, the Commission also filed suit against Poland at the European Court of Justice or the ECJ to restrain Poland from going ahead with controversial judicial reforms which are seen as impinging on the freedom of the judiciary in Poland. Precedent indicates that sanctions have differing levels of impact on adherence to the rule of law in CEE countries. For instance, in the Czech Republic, the country has rejected the Commission's findings on conflict of interest in the distribution of EU structural funds. In contrast, Hungary has complied with the ECJ's rulings on the validity of domestic regulation that has been deemed incompatible with EU law, most recently on a law governing universities and NGOs. How is rule of law captured in the writings? We captured the rule of law assessment as measured by the worldwide governance indicators produced by the World Bank in Fitch's Sovereign Rating Model or SRM, which is the starting point of rating assessment for most sovereigns. 
The variable we use is a simple average of a sovereign's percentile ranks for the six governance indicators, which are the rule of law, control of corruption, government effectiveness, voice and accountability, regulatory quality, and political stability and absence of violence. In fact, the governance indicator has the largest weighting in the SRM at 20%, meaning that the rule of law assessment accounts for 3.3% of the total SRM output. Beyond direct changes to the rule of law, the SRM would also capture any interaction between the rule of law on the one hand and other worldwide governance indicator variables and also macroeconomic variables, notably growth and FDI on the other. As no quantitative model can fully capture all the relevant influences on sovereign creditworthiness, Fitch also employs a forward-looking qualitative overlay or QO to adjust for factors not included or fully reflected in the SRM output for any individual sovereign rating. Any QO adjustments related to the rule of law would be under the structural features pillar. Coming to the CEE region, there are no CEE sovereigns in the EU that have notches under this pillar and Fitch has not made a QO adjustment specifically for rule of law related issues over the lifespan of our SRM and QO approach. However, this does not mean that we could not see the introduction of such a QO notch in the future, probably in a case where the governance indicators have not yet captured an important or abrupt change. Fitch does not have a rating sensitivity explicitly on the rule of law for any EU sovereign in the CEE, but it has identified a deterioration of governance indicators as negative rating sensitivities for Hungary and Poland. A convergence of structural indicators, including governance with the rating peers, is a positive rating sensitivity for the Czech Republic. Thanks, Arvind, for your insights and thank you for listening. For our report on rule of law in Central and Eastern Europe, or research on any of the sovereigns mentioned, you can access our website at www.fitchratings.com. We hope you can join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.